This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, what I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We're going to change it up this week. Uh, normally, I have something to review, and I actually do have something to review. We got to talk about the first three episodes of The Boys, but I had to put that aside. That's going to be in our What's New in the World of ACMG segment, and it's for a reason. It's because I feel like I need to vent. I feel like I need to talk about this. To we need to discuss this, and I need to address this situation. And no, my dialogue will not change the world by any stretch of the means, but it may bring perspective. It may allow me to do what I normally do, which people get pissed off about, is that I just say what the hell I want to say and say it with conviction, and you know, also tell truths. You know, I've been told to be the truth that people run away from, and this will be one of those moments. This is going to be one of those times where we talk about why people do what they do. And whether you want to hear it, whether you want to hear what I have to say or whatever or whatnot, it's going to be said because I think there are things that people do, especially on social media, and they're doing it for a reason. And it's not the reason that I think people think it is. And I think some people actually realize that, especially those who are doing it. But this is in reference to the recent, you know, situation involving Moses Ingram. She plays Reva. Uh, 
on the latest Star Wars series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she was a victim of malicious texts and comments and on her DMs and all this stuff for whatever reason. I don't know. They say it's because of her performances, which I felt like they were really good and she stood out to me. But aside from that, it just got into, it got itself to a point that it went too far and we're going to address that. We're absolutely going to address that and why not only this, but other people. And it's not like the first time this has ever happened. This is just a recent, but it's gotten too far. It's gone too far. And that's basically the talk topic of this week, which I call fan friction and how fandom can go too far and what goes into the minds of people and why they do that. And I have some beliefs and speculations of that because it happens to most of us, especially those who are doing things in our lives that other people may not. And, you know, some people just have a way of lashing out or displacing their anger onto. So we're just going to go cover all that. This could be, like I said, in the ACMG Facebook group, this could be a editorial. This could be a rant. But this is me getting the chance to talk about this, to vent, to express this, because I'm just really sick and tired of this type of mentality, this ideology that we live in right now. And uh, I'll talk about this more in our uh, talk topic of the week. But we got a lot of news to talk about, including the first three episodes of The Boys, which was going to be the talk topic of the week. But that's being pushed aside. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to start with some good news before we get real on this show. And let's start with congratulations to AEW and Ring of Honor wrestler Samoa Joe, who's really getting his foot in the water in Hollywood lately. Uh, he is going to be playing the role of Sweet Tooth in the upcoming Twisted Metal series on Peacock. And it's funny how like Peacock is still hiring people not in WWE to do roles on their platform because WWE is kind of exclusive to their platforms, but like Swerve still has this podcast on their Swerve City podcast is still on Peacock. And now Samoa Joe is taking on a role and neither of them no longer works with the WWE, but it's really awesome that they're still giving these, these opportunities for these guys to do their thing. But According to reports, uh, the recent AEW All Elite Wrestling and Ring of Honor wrestler will be playing the physical role or body of the iconic character while being voiced by Will Arnett. Um, I think this is awesome. Like, I know a lot of people are kind of, you know, butthurt on the idea that Joe won't be doing the he won't be playing the voice and the body in the live action uh portrayal of sweet tooth i think will arnett is I, I see where they're going and why they pick will arnett to do such a thing uh i could see him doing his already kind of cartoonish animated type of voice but adding a little bit more demonic auto-tune to it so i think that's where, where they're going with that but i like the idea that samoa joe's playing the body and he's gonna have the costume on and everything with the cgi i guess in here um for those who don't know well let me finish first 
Samoa Joe, real named Joe Shinoa, is set to play the uh, voice of King Shark as well in the upcoming DC Comics game Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So this guy's been on a roll lately and he well deserved. I watched Samoa Joe for a very long time. I've been a huge fan of him for a very long time. He's been in the wrestling game for years. Um, before he went to Ring of Honor in 2000, and believe 2002 or 2003, it was 2002. Because I, I, my first Ring of Honor event here in Philadelphia at the Murphy Rec Center down in South Philly was in fact the debut of Samoa Joe. And we've heard about this guy for quite some time and how much of a badass this guy is. And when you Ring of Honor first came out, it was a huge deal. Like it went, it, it it went viral everywhere, and people were talking about all of these high quality matches were coming out. Well, Samoa Joe was like the upper echelon of that too. So they, you know, got him in the Ring of Honor, and I was there. I believe like in some really good seats to see him versus Loki, and have what was literally a strong style match. And it was the first time I've ever seen a match of that caliber in live. And it was with Samoa Joe. And I was immediately a fan of this guy. And I started going to more Ring of Honor shows. I got a chance to, I still have a picture of a young Samoa Joe with blonde hair, a blonde spiky hair from back in the day uh, at All-Star, the very first All-Star extravaganza in Ring of Honor. And it was just awesome to me. He's just a very humble, nice guy. Um, I've always, like he deserved everything that he's gotten um, from whatever he works at, but he deserved a lot more because the guy is really a powerhouse. He was the Ring of Honor champion for literally almost two years. And at that time, to have somebody with a long reign of that time and made waves around the world, that spoke volumes uh, to that caliber that he was able to do. And that put him on a map majorly, especially with his matches with you know, Japanese stars like Kenta Kabashi and stuff like that. So he made, and then he got into the w, NXT and WWE and, you know, he made himself world, you know, he's a world traveler and it's rare to see that nowadays. Well, we're seeing a little bit more now with AEW, but you know, with the pandemic that even takes it down a little bit further, but now things are starting to open up. People are starting to travel more, but nobody's done it like Samoa Joe and certain others at that time. Uh, Brian Danielson and CM Punk and all those guys at the time, like he's in that same realm of those guys. But in terms of Twisted Metal, which is crazy that they're doing a series based on this game, because one, we haven't seen a Twisted Metal game in forever. And I think and hope that this will be the means of them bringing back this franchise because it is absolutely one of my favorite games of the PlayStation era. Um, when PlayStation first came out, Twisted Metal was one of the first big popular games to come out. And what made this game so awesome is that it's a classic game series that released in 1995, where a man named Calypso or a being, I, I can't even say he's a man. He actually, you could, he actually can be considered the devil. Callisto was a, was a being that influenced in the form of a man that influenced a select few to participate in a deadly roller derby, not a roller derby, but a uh, construction derby or a destruction derby competition for the ultimate prize. Anything you actually wish for will come true. However, there was always a price for those wishes. And basically each character were 
their backstories were awesome. So they, the game kind of took a Street Fighter approach because when you play the game, you could play as any of these characters who have these really crazy, insane um, cars and vehicles or whatever like that, that will kill people in a room. And unlike Street Fighter, these characters, these characters backstories were all like convicts, murderers, killers, you know, uh, you know, people on a run and stuff like that. So basically Callisto, you know, manipulated them into doing this tournament in order to be able to, you know, get whatever wish they have. Some people just want their lives to be back in order. Some people wanted to be rich. Some people wanted somebody dead, something like that. Now, the cool part is when you play these characters and you go through these stages and these, you know, uh, destruction, construction der or destruction derby um, race, uh, you know, situations and kill every member or participant on there. By the time you reach the end, there, the endings of these uh, of these uh, stages <laughs> of these characters, you know, you see what happens and the results of it. But then you notice that Callisto switches around. <laughs> yeah, Genie from Aladdin, he's not. Because with every wish you get, there was a price to pay. <laughs> Excuse me. And the price that you pay may, you may make you regret the wish that you made so it's never like just completely insanely great at the end like you will end up paying the ultimate price at the end of this whole thing so it was always awesome they i think they had up to like maybe three or four twisted metal games i think all the way up to the playstation 3 and then on top of that the psp also had a i believe had a twisted metal psp game as well so technically four this is a classic. This is a, a iconic series I, of all times. Now to bring this back, this would be the right time with the PlayStation five and stuff like that. And um, I don't know who actually owns the rights to this, whether it's Sony or whatever like that. But this is this has to result in a new game coming out because you can make an they can make an awesome, absolutely awesome game. And Sweet Tooth is literally He's like the Wolverine of this game. He's the one that everybody looks at because he's this crazy clown with his head on fire. He's kind of like he he's he's kind of like Ghost Rider, but or or it, he's part Ghost Rider, part Vindicator from Spawn in this case. So this is gonna be crazy. I am I'm so looking forward to this. No real details on when this is coming out, but um, good job, you know. Good job for Samoa Joe. I, uh, he deserves this opportunity and these other opportunities. I'm also looking forward to uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which was supposed to come out this year, but it's being postponed to 2023. And guess what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not going to be entitled. I'm not going to look. I'd rather them take their time, make this thing work. So when it comes out, it is every bit as fun as the Arkham series. I am so excited about this and I'm very, I'm even more excited that Samoa Joe is getting these opportunities. So kudos to him. So, uh, also I'm going to do something. I haven't, I haven't talked about something I haven't talked about in quite a while. Comic books. <laughs> I'm actually, there's two reasons why I'm, I'm talking about this. Cause one, I just stumbled upon this and found out, you know, found this to be very intriguing. And two, a soon, uh, a soon to be returning guest will be coming back to talk time live exclusive. So I felt, um, I needed to, you know, have this happen. Cause, uh, one, 
Shout out to uh, Jeffrey Thorne, who is that guest that will be coming back because he is doing the Blood uh, Syndicate comic book. <coughs> and I just spoke, excuse me, um, allergies. I just spoke with him the other day, just recently, and we're trying to set up a day and time to for him to come on and for us to do this show to talk about that. Because um, this is awesome that he's now a part of Milestone Media. And we talked about this before briefly, but um, he's coming back. We're just trying to narrow down a date for him to come back. This will be like his fifth time coming back on a show to talk about. This guy is just absolutely awesome. But um, amongst this, I managed to, you know, because I still, um, you know, read books from uh, Comixology and stumbled onto uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth. This is uh, Sam Wilson's, you know, uh, run as Captain America. You know, I'm so glad that they're still going for this. Now, the last time I read uh, the Sam Wilson cat books, I wasn't too happy about it because they kept him at a street level type of, you know, type of distance. And I'm like, this is one of the premier Avengers. Like he should not be just focusing on the street level stuff that's going on. And I dig that they try to keep it like, you know, socially you know, to try to keep it like socially aware in, in a case, but sooner or later, like get him to work with, you know, bigger, you know, antagonists, get him on bigger missions and, and different adventures and stuff like that. We can't have him just doing street level, you know, stuff that like Luke Cage is doing, which is awesome for Luke Cage because that's what he's always done. But we need representation on all different levels. We got Blue Marvel doing Cosmic. We got Luke Cage on a street level with the Defenders. Cap, you know, Captain America has always been about the major, major storylines. And you we can't let we can't let him do that, especially now that the Marvel Studios series came out and we're scheduled to do a Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson on air, aka Anthony Mackie doing it now. So this look, the symbol of truth looks like a re, uh vamping of him it felt very revamped and i think they got some really great people on it so with some great representation uh in terms of writing and uh art for this um this is just really cool so first of all <coughs> what i found awesome about this first issue was i didn't know that sam wilson and misty knight are dating and apparently they're a thing so misty provides sam with information regarding a train that may be carrying cargo with experimental super serum and there so cap and the new falcon go to which by the way we saw the new falcon on um falcon and the winter soldier uh series so believe it or not he's gonna be in the new series he's gonna be in a new movie i guarantee that the thing is he won't be the version that we see in the comics so the version that we see in the, the, the new falcon that we see in the comics actually is kind of a mutated uh, like actual he actually has falcon wings whereas um the version of him on the disney plus series actually he's gonna create his own wings much like he did they did with um with uh falcon in there or cap and to that matter so now you know this is gonna be a thing so they've been teaming up in the comics for quite some time just you're gonna see a different version but you know falcon the new Falcon and Cap go to intercept the train from a secret group only to discover that the train was empty. 
Uh, Cap also discovers that the group may be connected to a point in history involving Steve Rogers, the, uh, the technically original <laughs> Captain America, and Wakanda, which we guys, if you read the history of the 616, there's, you know, history of Black Panther, the original Black Panther, and um, the original, uh, you know, and Steve Rogers when he went into uh, Wakanda during the time. So that's going to be interesting. Also, what is interesting is that a major threat comes in the form of White Wolf, which is there's the connection with uh, Wakanda, because as if you've read the comics, if you ever see um, I mentioned in Jeff uh, Jeffrey Thorne again, because he was the showrunner for Avengers Black Panther's Quest, the, t the uh, animated series, White Wolf was a part of that. And in the comics, White Wolf was a colleague often often on you know colleague and 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 kind of brethren of black panther and siri and wakanda and such they they brought him in uh in this case now as we know in the marvel cinematic universe white wolf is actually bucky in this case so there's that situation but in the actual 616 comic book universe white wolf is a totally different guy in air and and you know in the animated series he's a totally different guy but White Wolf, who is looking to overthrow the country, America, with his, with the help uh, from Crossbones and maybe others that's going to be involved down the line, too. So this is all interesting. The series is going to be written by uh, Toshi Onyabachi and art by R.B. Silva. So I like the artwork looks awesome. It looks great. The writing so far, it looks great. It, I mean, the writing so far is great. I feel like... Um, Tochi basically is taking from he's he's taking shades of the personality of Anthony Mackie and really bringing it onto the comic book and I can I can get that type of vibe from it when I'm when I'm reading it especially now because I got Anthony Mackie's voice in my head so the dialogue really plays off kind of the script from the <laughs> scripture from that um if you haven't I I'm I'm immediately interested in this because it looks like he's finally going to get the type of opportunities that I didn't see that he got on the last time that they tried to do this. And um, this is so far so good. Uh, so I'm officially going to be staying on to this series from this point on to see where this goes. So I am really, really looking forward to it. So go out of your way, check it out. It's available. It should be available on all comic shops. Uh, the physical version, digital version is out on Comixology and possibly the Marvel apps as well. So go, go check it out. Uh, the other news that I'm going to talk about blew my mind when I saw this because I, I we knew that this was happening, but we finally got a first trailer of the Beavis and the new Beavis and Butthead movie that's going to premiere this month, June 23rd, and it looks absolutely insane. Somehow, Beavis and Butthead ends up at NASA. They end up becoming astronauts. They end up going into space and somehow end up time traveling. To the future so which the cool part is it looks like this is still based in the 90s somehow and they go to they go into space they get picked to go into space i guess and somehow they time travel to the future they time travel to 2022 you got the most offensive characters ever in the era where there's cancel culture this is going to be very interesting. Mike Judge is back to portray both Beavis and Butthead. And just looking at the trailer, just uh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, God. 
my god what was that it just reminded me of the craziness that was the 90s and some of the things that probably wouldn't be accepted now we're going to see in this movie and it's going to be interesting how they're going to you know loophole their way around doing certain things we're going to see uh be we're going to see butthead in his best the cornholio and all this stuff we also see them as the watchers <laughs> too so they're they're playing some they're playing some little bit of spoofs with marvel studios and such too so this is going to be a lot of fun um i feel like this is the time if ever to do a trial for paramount plus this will be the time this will be absolutely time i think this is the time i'm going to do a trial base with this watch this and then watch the halo series because i know people are pissed off about that series so i want to see what all the fuss is about <laughs> with that too but if you own paramount plus this will be exclusive to that and it will be premiering june 23rd and uh yeah i i never had i never felt motivated to want to check out that app now but this will be it so guarantee <laughs> there so uh, let's go into some gaming news here. I talked about this. This is the summer of games and uh, Jeff Keighley's summer game fest has begun as we talked about on our select start video game podcast. Well, the Street Fighter fighting game fan of me wants to continue that news because we got to learn more about what's in store for Street Fighter 6. So Capcom recently on social media uh, released a bunch of different posts that will that talked about what we should be expecting from this situation now in the last episode of select start i hoped and prayed that the world tour mode is uh, would be a single player mode i am happy to say that is exactly what it is and shout out to my man elijah who was hoping that we were able to have our, create our own characters and avatars or whatever well we both get what we want because world tour mode is a single player experience that will include character creation on there I couldn't be more happier to hear this. This is blowing my mind because these are two things that I've always wanted from this game. An open world type of experience. Like when I said I wanted Street Fighter 4 and 5 to be something totally new and up to date, they listened. They finally listened because they were a little bit arrogant. Like when they did um when they did Marvel versus Capcom 3, which a lot of people like, I dug it too, but I felt it lacked because this was around the same time we got what was it uh mortal kombat 9 we also had injustice and all these nether realm games that were just next level hollywood production produced you know games and i'm like why hasn't capcom jumped on the ball you're letting your your competition really get over on you finally and they kind of listened but they kind of didn't because we did get that in street fighter 5 which the shadow falls was really good in my opinion it wasn't the best but it was good <clears throat> in terms of story like compared to other stories if i compared to other stories it wasn't as good as like say any of the mortal kombat series because they actually got real writers to do that <laughs> series like wb writers and stuff like that but they did a fair job with that um marvel versus capcom infinite eh, it was it was what it was it's playable it's not the best representation of what we wanted to see out of that series but at least they got yeah, they did it but we started seeing it and i think they really started listening i don't i don't now granted also this is something we need to think about this is the street fighter 6 without yoshinori ono this is the first game 
without Yoshinori Ono. Yoshinori Ono came in during four and five, and it looks like this is gonna be, we're starting to see what's life after uh, Ono-san is gonna be. And you know, I gotta say, I like where this is going. I really like where this is going. So like I said, I'm looking forward to world tour mode. Um, they also discussed, they actually also came out with a post talking about the uh, control scheme, which I'm very happy that they're doing this because I talked about this many times when I reviewed other fighting games that were out. My biggest pet peeve is these modern control type uh, controls, which is more of a simplistic form of gameplay. I look, I dig that type of play. This is like the melee style of gameplay that you see on Smash Brothers, but I'm more of a classic style of gameplay and credit to them. They're giving us both. So if you want to play with the classic traditional style with the half uh, quarter circle motion control, the, the esports style now, I guess we could call it that that will be there. If you want to play the modern style, which will be the more simplistic Super Smash Brothers style, where you just hit a directional button and hit, uh, you know, one button to pull off a move, you could do that. And I love this because, like, if I'm playing with um, characters like, like, say, Akuma, and I want to do the Raging Demon, and to do the Raging Demon, it requires you to do a button combination that you have to do at a second time. And I finally mastered that. But especially mastering that on a PlayStation controller is the most difficult and challenging thing to do and somewhat tedious at that. But that will be something I would love to have the modern version with because I am not trying to pull that and get you like carpal tunnel for trying to do that move. It is crazy, but I finally did master that. But of course I had the Street Fighter 4 controller which were like six button which was a six button old school type of gamepad that will allow you to easily pull that off whereas like the playstation this, you know the, the uh, dual sense controller on a playstation 5 it's not going to be that easy to pull that off you got to use the shoulder buttons plus the combination yeah it's it's really plus you got to make sure it connects in time once get to grab your opponent too so there's that situation um, and, and nobody, if you're playing against somebody trying to do a Rage of Demon, like you gotta be eSport level pro to be able to pull that off while you're competing against an actual, you know, person. Cause they will not just stand there and let you get a Raging Demon. You gotta combo the hell out of somebody into right, like assimilate right into that right there. So I'm happy that they're doing that. There's also Battle Hub will provide a new online experience as well. Fighting Ground will be the will give gamers the classic fighting game experience for single player and versus uh, mode. So I I should have mentioned like World Tour mode will have a will be a single player standalone uh, type of mode with an actual story connected to it. And what's awesome about that is that you're around Metro City. If you're anybody's a Capcom fan at all, especially within the Street Fighter series, then you know the connection between Street Fighter and final fight they merged those universes together and metro city is a part of the street fighters you know series and now because guy and you know all the other and cody is in there and such so also matt gear is in there as well and we got to see characters sneak peeks at characters that we will be seeing in the game so i am excited about this 
Um, new drive systems will come in the form of Drive Impact, Drive Parry, Overdrive Art, Drive Rush, and Drive Reversal. And also, this is the bigger, this is kind of the most awesome part about it all. I hope it is. Real-time commentary will be, let me rephrase that. Real-time in-game commentary will be featured uh, in for this uh, game too. You have commentators Jeremy Vicious Lopez and Uru, who will be doing the Japanese commentary uh, in there and will provide in-game commentary while fighting. There will be, it will include right now 13 subtitles, possibly more down the line. And uh, this is awesome. I really like this. So they, they've, they're catering to everybody this time. I really love what they're doing. I want to know who's the executive producer this time if uh, Yoshinori Ono is not doing it um, this time. And, who's going to be doing this because it the game so far looks solid it looks awesome the impact of the moves being pulled off you know just looking at it you could feel the impact from it even not playing so i am looking forward to feeling how this is going to feel on a dual sense controller and such and again street fighter 6 is scheduled to release in 2023 for both the playstation and xbox consoles so everybody is going to get a chance to enjoy this this time around so all right let's do it last bit of news or discussion it's my thoughts on the boys season three the first three episodes oh my god this show did not miss a beat and it is even crazier than ever i can't let's put it like this 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 comic book series is extremely not for kids with the no like if this was like back in the 80s like this will be equivalent to like police academy or porkies back in the day this is how crazy this show is your kids if you're listening to this now your kids absolutely undoubtedly should not be watching this um comic book series this is marvel studios this is not this is in the realm of the watchmen in every sense it, 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 it invincible like these are like heroes that are not heroes these are like th things are happening that this will really warp people <laughs> of certain ages here but there was so much that went on in the first episode alone like things i can't describe that has happened in the first episode that because i format this as a kind of a family-esque type of show <laughs> you know so like just picking battles i know there's some parents out there who let their kids play you know grand theft auto and i still question that but this is a whole nother level like the things that are happening in this first episode alone it's just crazy just absolutely crazy but let's just run down everything that has happened right now so starlight is still with the seven but not only is she with the seven she is now co-captain with homelander for the seven and, and homelander of course is not happy at all about this but we also have butcher uh taking an experimental drug that gives him temporary powers with its side effects because it has been untested homelander is also even more insane after the suicidal death of his former nazi girlfriend stormfront since that time he is embracing his true persona becoming the donald trump of superheroes um the results of this has now influenced a part of society uh, who is secretly felt like they have been war uh waiting and wanting for somebody to be the bold voice of america you 
really they are really taking parts of reality and you know fantasy based on reality which is sad that it's fantasy based on reality when you really think about it um huey at this point discovers that he was been working with the senator in a certain division uh of of the uh government i guess huey discovers that the senator newman is a soup and the one who is responsible for blowing people's head up because he encountered uh, her with somebody in the alleyway we also discover that the ceo of vault stan edgar played by the one and only gian cario esposito one of the most dangerous actors in the industry man raised um he raised a senator to uh when she was a child so he knows about the secrets and the powers and all that stuff and he's been cleaning up all her mess since day one so he's all in on this secret a train um meanwhile is trying to find a way to rebrand himself now that he has complications um with his heart after his issues with substance abuse uh homelander does not help this matter either because he constantly insults and and offends him and he just says the most awful racist derogatory things to him uh and and about him being ashamed now i don't know if a train i i just take it that a train has not told him that he's having heart complications and that's why he can't run as fast as he can but this it's funny but because everybody almost everybody in the seven with the exception of starlight is it's like everything the karma is coming back to every every single person but they take always take time to antagonize somebody else in their path it is hilarious what they do with this speaking of antagonizing in karma the deep is now back in the seven thanks to homelander looking to foil any chances of starlight gaining any power in the group uh the deep has also a new girlfriend who was a victim of the same cult that he was in on the second season uh she is very supportive to a default with him and because and i think mostly because she wants to be a part of the fame and celebrity that that um he's in i got a feeling that somewhere down the line she is going to end up cheating on the deep with homelander in some form and i also see her not lasting long in the series if you get my drift so marvin aka mother's milk i really hate that name by the way i hate that alias but I, I'm glad that I found out his actual name because I'll start calling him Marvin. His his real name is Marvin Milk, but they call him Mother's Milk. It's just something about that is just it weirds me out. <laughs> but he's been going through a lot in the uh in the third series. He's taking meds, he's trying to go get through the trauma that he's been going through since season one and trying to um trying to come to terms with himself, but he can't because he hears all these things that are regarding soldier boy who's responsible for killing his family and now that he found out that there's he learned about some secrets regarding soldier boy played by jensen uh ackle Ackless, um from supernatural who's kind of playing the the opposite of everything you think of captain america is and i love the fact that he kind of has a little bit of a captain america type of vibe a, a um you know captain marvel studios version vibe if you will it's really interesting how he's playing this i do love the fact because we learned from a lot from grace uh mallory as she tells the boys of a moment in time they flash back into a moment in time where she worked with soldier boy who we learn in this series 
Soldier Boy was born and raised of all places in South Philadelphia. He's a South Philly dude. I was both excited and embarrassed by this idea. And I, it's funny because I'll shout about Brennan in our ACMG Facebook group. He talked about, we had this discussion about like when we first saw, I posted uh, a little bit of a preview of Soldier Boy on the boys. And he, for some reason, felt that he said that this is the Captain America that we deserve in America today. I'm like, no, I live in America. I don't deserve this type of Captain America. I don't deserve any of this. I didn't look. You're you're putting us all in a bubble. Not everybody is evil. I I think it sounds good in content. It, it, it sounds good to say in context, but that's not what you really mean. I, I have reasonably that's not what you mean. Like we don't deserve this type of Captain America. <laughs> okay, this is not what we deserve. Not everybody's you know a villain is is a villain in this country. <laughs> no. That was a very cynical way of putting it. And I was like, no, I will totally deny it. But the fact now that he was born in South Philly, that really puts it in. It really digs into me right now with, with that conversation. But he was also working for Reagan during the Reagan era. And this was very interesting here because I knew when they talked about that Mallory was her mission was to traffic cocaine because of an agreement that that uh, President Reagan had with something with, that was going on. And it was always in real world speculation of the Reagan era in terms of what was going on there and how all this cocaine ended up in America. And they were trying to, they're, they're fictionally trying to say that there was this cocaine, this illegal cocaine drug run in, in an agreement with the Reagan uh, administration and she was in charge of the trafficking of it. And when she said that, I immediately I immediately knew that this was leading into the idea that this is how drugs ended up in the streets of black communities, because that was that is, in fact, a real thing that has happened in the 80s. Trust me, myself, my family and a lot of other people in our community was affected by this situation. This is absolutely true. Um, but what is not true is that we don't know. We never knew who was solely responsible for this. So in the, in this series, it comes to find out that grace was overseeing an insane drug run of cocaine, which ended up in the streets of the black community. She is the sole responsibility for that. And when she said that, when she, when she said that she was responsible, when she was, um, in charge of this, I automatically knew, I knew from the get go, I was like, was she really the one responsible for it getting in our neighborhoods? And then Marvin pretty much went out and just said it like, wait, so were you also the one that was also responsible for it? And she nodded her head. And then he would say like, she's the reason why this stuff got into the communities of our black communities. This woman is officially work, work like she's on the top of the list of Homelander right now with me. Like, <laughs> fictionally like like legit like she's you don't understand like there's a big do your homework people look up what's what was going on in the 80s and one of the things that we're now discovering during 2020 when you know everybody was shocked about george floyd and the fact that you know the black community has been affected by racist antics of the government and everything that's been going on this series kind of plays on the realities of what happened in our community. I really appreciated that they added that part in, even though part of it is fictional, 
the actual situation is real and that is exactly what has happened um so she also then told them that they you know about the, how they were under attack and in the midst of all this attack uh which they believe was from russia they apparently supposedly killed soldier boy and retrieved his body and took his body away um this flashback also told the origin of black noir who we do discover if we i think we did already know this i think that he was black but not only now in the recent episodes and the like if we know all the episodes that we've seen with black noir we've known him to be a silent snake eyes type of guy but in this flashback he actually is a very charismatic black dude talking and very arrogant as well he refused to want to wear the helmet that he wears all so much now that protects him and his life but he i kind of get what he was trying to do he wanted you know people to see that he was a black hero that there is a black hero in the seven or in the group that they were want they were formerly in um which is kind of like the justice society i i you know in some ways this was kind of like before the seven it was this group that was head uh that was headed uh, and led by soldier boy these guys were totally unprepared there was a guy who had moth or fly um wings who got um, instantly killed and didn't know how to you know handle himself in in the course of war and got blown up by a uh, home a heat seeking missile um black noir who wanted to be the face of black representation and superhero ended up getting his whole entire face burnt and could barely talk his eye he can't see out of his eye and all you see is him reaching for the helmet now you know and his brother who was there too also died as well <coughs> excuse me now they talk about his brother but i also thought that that was the father of marvin and so i don't know if there is a connection between black noir and marvin i gotta watch that episode again but it felt like there's a connection between black noir and and, and marvin milk so we'll see um so there's that so now these guys are gonna head to russia to see if they can find out more about soldier boy's body or whether he's still alive or whatnot frenchie and kamiko are also trying to figure out whether they want to stay with the uh group uh, or the boys or run off as well they got their own side b story as well here too that is gonna in end up unwrapping uh sooner or later and he's you know making deals with uh this character siri in here so it's crazy and then um butcher too with his situation he's trying to again he promised his girlfriend that he would take care of her son who's homelander's son who has also powers as well but amongst all of this new discovery and things like that he's starting to try to distance himself even though he's trying to become the father figure to him he he started distancing himself from the kid which was a really sad point here and um it's you know these episodes were just awesome and crazy at the same time so now we're going to see new episodes of this every friday so here's the lineup here we got obi-wan kenobi on wednesdays we have on friday we will now have both the boys and miss marvel be playing so we got we got some good stuff um to check out during the week so i'm i'm looking forward to it so far these three episodes were mind-blowing go out of your way check it out amazon video amazon prime you got it go get it uh it is worth checking out this third season looks like it's going to be ridiculously awesome folks 
that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're about to get real because we're going to talk about fan friction. My thoughts on how fandom is going too far and why these things are happening. So we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Tom Gibbous, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and this is not a review. This is a rant. I am here to talk about a ongoing epidemic of hate that we constantly see from entitled little brats and they're adults on the internet just recently and you know aside from the other big news of the johnny depp and amber Heard case which again that's a whole nother discussion in itself in terms of why people are so engulfed in other people's life we got this situation here where all right i get it that we have opinions we have views Opinions are not facts. Opinions are not in any stretch or any way based on professional insight. They're just opinions. But there are times when fans take things entirely too far. So much so that we have Moses Ingram, who plays Inquisitor Riva, who, in my opinion, I thought not only did a great job on the first episode of Obi-Wan or the first two episodes of Obi-Wan but also I thought she stood out and I thought she was something totally new and fresh and she came off like a force to be reckoned with I, I joked around on uh the ACMG Facebook group that she was like kind of gave me that Nino Brown Sith type of vibe in the series so I really enjoyed her performance Unbeknownst to me, there's the internet. I shouldn't be surprised, especially down at Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, that there were people hating on her performance. I don't know why. It didn't stand out to me as anything that was really bad in any sense. But it gets worse when you got, I'm not calling them fans. I'm not calling these people fans. I'm calling these antagonists. You have these antagonists that their sole purpose is to go online and antagonize and bully people online and with racist comments and, and malicious comments. And these are always the cowards that hide behind these profile, these burner accounts that it always pisses me off. 
because we don't have we never had this back in the day before there was a social media if you had to say anything you had to say it in front of people's face you had to have the gall to say it in the face now we got and I, yeah i'm sounding like i'm on my grown man mode my, my grown folk mode because i am because i'm a grown folk right now i always am i'm 45 you know and you had to say it in front of people's face now you have the internet you have social media which you could create your account and you can create multiple accounts and one in particular to do and what people do is hide behind these accounts to me from a from a psychological standpoint to me that just it it's it's unhealthy to hide behind a an account to say what you want to say that is never a healthy thing to me that to me is disturbing that you have to hide behind you like you don't want to show you you're on a you're on a platform which sole purpose is for you to be social it's the sole purpose for allow people to see who you are to see what you're doing in life to see to share what you're you're you know the things that you got going on but you got people who are solely using their accounts to hide and to talk behind the proverbial bushes that is social media to me it's cowardice it is actually more disturbing from a mental standpoint and it's just i wish they would find a way for people not to do this it, it's disturbing as hell to me and for this reason alone because now moses ingram was a victim of malicious and racist comments about her performance and I, honestly i don't think I, to, I will give you i will i will be honest i think that those texts those dm texts that she got i don't think that it was just uh, it had really much to do with her performance rather than the fact that she's just a black woman getting a pivotal role in a situation i know there are people on social media who kind of they're when when that's when i say that they're followers on social media they're literally followers of social media some people use social media to be the cool kid that they weren't in high school and when you're trying to be the cool kid in high school you also have the other people who would try to follow the trend so if somebody says that some that something's bad other people will you know tend to cling on to that to be a part of the group to not stand out to be the social awkward person that you know stands out i'm sorry i'm one of those people who stands out i'm i'm you know i'm I, i'm not a contrarian you know in this case you know where people are going to agree like I, I joked about this with the um i joked about this with the there was a doctor strange trailer when they showed people in theaters really getting excited for the for the what is it the illuminati scene and they actually showed footage of people getting excited and you know hyped for the illuminati and i was like and i joked about this on air and said i bet you 50 dollars that in five years somebody in that audience that we're looking at right now that is all excited and all hype with the crowd will will soon change their whole entire opinion and start to act like they you know fake hate the whole entire experience that they had and i guarantee you there's always one or two people who are enjoying the film when it comes out and enjoying it with the crowd but then all of a sudden later on they they start to fake hate the damn movie that they want to enjoy because other people are starting to hate on it and they don't want to be the ones to stand out this is the type of dumb bs that we go through on social media social media is also a format now that people use to hide their intelligence 
the problem is, and I've said this many a times, is that social media doesn't hide one's intelligence. It exposes it because sooner or later you expose your lack of knowledge or degree of knowledge on social media and people try to fake their way into everything. That's why when I am on social media, I try to be as transparent as possible. I show my face and if need be, I put my face on video like I am right now. So when it comes to situations like this, when I see people do stuff like this and troll and stuff online, to me, it is cowardice. And I tend to ask the question, why, why are they doing this? And I think I've been, no, I've been doing this for years because the one thing and the reason why I've never been one of those people who had to take a break from social media for a while, the only time I will take a break from social media I think as if like somebody passes away and something major happens and that's the only time I've done it, but I never done it in terms of, you know, I'm being, you know, my mental health situation, I, you know, and trust me, I have every right to, because of the idea that the things that I go through on social media, I got people who call themselves friends on social media and people that I know and family members that I know on social media. And trust me, I saw, I talk about this with my, with my therapist quite a bit now because I do have a therapist now <laughs> to filter in all of the things that I endure on social media and everything that I go through, you know, in my life. But I, you know, they're family and friends who like resent what I do and everything and they don't support it. You know, you don't, you barely will see that on social media that people will support me. And I, I, I the reason why I, I can, I have a threshold for it is because I understand why. And Here's the situation here. With everything that's been going on in the world since 2020, actually a little bit, you know, further back than that, but 2020 definitely was the was the pivotal. It was like the it was the peak of it all to me. Because now you got people who are just mentally going through a lot of things in their own lives that they have to find a way to displace their anger onto somebody else without even recognizing why they're displacing their anger. And when you displace anger to other people, it's usually because you're going through something in your life and the only best way you feel like that you can handle it is by lashing out on somebody else. But, and I, this is stuff that I, I've studied when I took psychology in, in college as well, you know? So I know that I, I understand the general basis of psychology and sociology at best. Um, based on what I, you know, my studies, but when you displace that type of anger, it's usually coming from something that you've dealt with on your own situation, um, at home, you know, at, in your life, you know, I, I'll give you an example. If, um, you're in a bad situation, you're, you, you work at a bad job, you, you know, your job sucks, whatever like that. And you're married or whatever, like that, or you got to in a relationship. Sometimes you will be stressed. You had those stressors at home and then you go to, you, I mean, at, I'm sorry, you had those stressors at work, I should say. And then you go home and all of that pent up frustration and stressors that you go through, you release it all on your significant other. And they've done nothing to you at all. They have done absolutely nothing to you that would, would you know, you're, you're targeting the wrong person. You're targeting the person that did nothing to you instead of the person who did do something to you or the people who've done you wrong. 
and you keep your life going. But what you do is you continue to basically you put stress now on the person that did unwarranted pressure on the person who didn't deserve it. That's what I feel like people are doing on social media. There are tons, thousands, millions of people right now that are, you know, depressed, that are stressed out, that are going through so much in a life that the best way to I, that, that they feel or believe that will make them feel better or get through the day is by making somebody else's day bad. When I see people do stuff like that, I don't believe that that is really what they are intending to do, but it's a way of them to release some tension of their lives, but it really doesn't. It's like when, you know, it was the old thing, like when people used to smoke weed to get rid of their problems or to, to, to run away from their problems. And it doesn't really do that. I mean, yes, it calms you down. Yes, it is. It helps people, you know, it for medical reasons and medicinal reasons. Yeah, sure. We now learn more about that and what it, what the possibilities of what it can do. We're a lot more educated to that. But what it does not do, what we'll ever, ever, never do is get rid of your problems. Your problems will come back when that contact and everything on it is clear and done. You still have to deal with those problems. I had my own problems I had to deal with as well. I always had problems growing up, you know, where I grew up. My life was never the same. I've talked about this before openly transparently i've you know I, I, i've had a broken home situation a dysfunctional family situation um i didn't come out unscathed <laughs> not by the least but i what i what i did do is start owning up to my own responsibilities and situations and real and, and really realize what i'd done how i've affected people like my mother you know god rest her soul and along the way and started realizing like i need to change this is something that i have to do this is a choice that i had to make these are things that i think people need to do too like the the people who made those racist comments and, and offensive comments to uh, moses ingram believe it or not i believe that that it was malicious it was evil but it wasn't like saying that they were extremely evil. You can do evil things and not be maliciously evil. Being evil, I believe truly being evil is not a thing of nature. It is nurture. Another discussion that has been said in, in studies. There's always a discussion of nature versus nurture. I always truly believe that people are naturally are not naturally evil. They're nurtured into evil. When we're kids, we don't know nothing. We're empty glasses. We're, we're sponges that are absorbing a lot of things. We're glasses that are, you know, being poured, whatever that is poured, and we will, that we become. You know, a Q-tip from Tribe Called Quest, he said it best on a world tour. You could be a black man and lose all your soul. You could be white for real, but don't prep the role. And that's like pretty much... In, you know, there's no more further. You see, you know, Jack Marlowe today, you see Eminem, you know, these guys from a different cloth, but they, they are hip hop artists. You know what I'm saying? We got Tiger Woods playing golf. I mean, like it's nature for it's that's all nurtured. That is all nurtured um, in, in the environment that you're in. So if you're in an environment of hate, then you're going to become hate. But that does that also means that you could change the way that you are. You could change the part. Look, 
again, I'm going back to my life. I've been in jail. I've been in fights. I've been in bad situations. I hung around the wrong people. Fortunately for me, I've gotten myself out of that situation I because it could have gotten worse. And I realized it and I made the choice to make the change. Now, making a change doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's going to be easy. You got to earn that right back. And I had to earn it back as well. But I will tell you this. We can do better. We need to do better. And as a fan, we need to do better. Like, it's okay to not like somebody's performance. It's okay that, because not every performance is bad. And I, you, and, and again, going back to Moses Ingram as Inquisitor Riva, I, in my opinion, from my perspective, didn't think her performance was bad. Definitely, it was not bad to the point that it needs to be done. And here, somebody in our ACMG Facebook group too, and I got to address this because this was crazy too. This person was trying to almost felt like that this person was trying to justify why or explain why they were doing this as if it was a way of justifying their rage, anger, and offensiveness in their actions. And I'm like, regardless of what you think of any of these people's performances, that is absolutely ungodly, no reason to do what they did, to go into her personal direct message, her DMs, and give all these racist you know comments and in text no there is never any any reason for anybody to do that whether you're a kid or adult regardless sad part is i think that there was adults that were doing this as well and then it was so much to the point you had ewan mcgregor come out and you know stand for her and stand for you know any anybody who's been offended like this this is just horrible i mean Shout out to Ewan McGregor for using his platform. He is the star of the show and he used his platform to defend her. I stand with Moses as well. Just not as just an actor, not just because I, I enjoyed her performance, but just as a another black, you know, female in our community that is battling this type of situation. This has got to stop. Where was this? Where was all this when like, like, I'm sorry, like, where was all the I just find it that her being a black female also played a factor in this too because where was all this when billy d williams was you know um lando carizian he never got this i'll even go deeper where was this when anthony mackie became captain america because nobody like all right the bullying of cap of sam wilson being cap did happen in the comics when people found out that he was going to be capped there was the always the situation of people coming out like that's not my cap which is the most ridiculously stupid racist and offensive thing you could possibly say but when anthony mackie came out surprisingly there was no beef about him being captain america none he even he even said it like did he hear any feedback from people any negative feedback from people he said surprisingly no he was expecting it but for some reason moses ingram and I feel like so many other black females go through this same situation. It needs to stop. Even if she was bad. And I only think there's a, a vocal minority of people who feel that she was actually considered bad. And for whatever reason they felt, no, I don't think she was. I don't think she was at all. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And I, I'll continue to enjoy it for the next six episodes that she's going to be in. Or next four episodes for that matter, because we're already in uh, episode two. But, God, people, there's never a reason to do this. 
you know it's funny i find it funny like the, the, the remember what is it 2017 16 17 i guess like 16 17 18 maybe 19 remember the when when being a nerd and a geek was trendy <laughs> remember it was cool to be a nerd and a geek and it was mostly kind of in some cases it was done ironically it was done ironically to make it seem like you know it was cool to be a geek and it kind of put geeks in the forefront but i used to always think like yeah but do people really understand the geek culture because the geek culture is really kind of an annoying type of culture in a certain way where people think that they know everything it's not just geeks and nerds enjoying different you know cultural aspects like anime and comics and, and games and all this stuff the true geek can be the most annoying thing ever and this is one of those things where a true geek feels like that they know everything about everything even though they've never been involved in the very things that they were like i'll take it for like i got people on even on social media that will try to act like they are seasoned professionals and something that they've never went to school for, that they've never studied, that they have any, like for me, the reason why I can actually say that I understand and know things that I know about certain aspects of, you know, Hollywood or acting and also because I actually have this platform right here that I get a chance to talk to people in the industry. And then you, the listeners can listen to and learn from these people like Jeffrey Thorne and Molly Flanagan and, you know, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz, all these, you know, comic book artists, these actors, these video game developers like, you know, Ben and Riddis and uh, Adam Tyranny from, you know, Way Forward and all these other great people that come on this show. I learn from these people. I study from you. I get to talk to these people. Me working with Repop gives me the opportunity. And the fact that I am working for Repop and have worked with Repop before and been contracted to work with repop before you know and on again and stuff like that and connect and connected with them that's a credit to my knowledge and my effort of studying and learning from the industries that i have to get these opportunities but do you got people who often try to pretend again using social media to hide their intelligence even though they've never and by the way people like I said, social media hides intelligence, but uh, it it really exposes, it doesn't hide intelligence, it exposes it. You do realize that we can fact check you in any way from the very information that you're claiming to yourself. And if you have to use a burner account to communicate with people, one, there's all sorts of disturbing things about that. There's all sorts of, like, if you, if, I mean, granted, yes, I get it. We're now in a trendy introverted community where people like to consider themselves introverts because everybody's considering themselves introverts now. And not, I don't think everybody's an introvert or, or they make it being an introvert almost like it's a condition. The term introvert is, is a new, is kind of a fairly, fairly kind of modern term that everybody's discovering and now it's like it makes them feel i can at least i guess a little bit important in a sense but they take it too far to a point that it's just, it's just weird matter of fact there's a geico commercial where there's a woman who claims that she's an introvert but she makes herself 
feel like she's the only one that is an introvert in the Geico uh, Gecko says, I think I might be an introvert too. Like, oh, I don't know. Being an introvert is kind of exclusive. Like that was a play on the idea of this of society trying to make themselves feel more special than it really is. But I, th I would I would also argue being an introvert has its negatives as well. Um, and that's something that plays into social media. I, I really do. But people, we need look there. You, we as a, as individuals need to look into ourselves. And if we're going out there doing these things and showing and displacing our anger onto other people off of things that we should be enjoying, like this series, like anything we enjoy from Marvel Studios or video games or whatever. Like, if it goes to the point that you have to go into somebody's DM to insult them, to really, you know, berate them, you have to look yourself in the mirror. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and question your mentality, your situation, what is going on in your world and why are you going this far? Again, this goes to the same, the, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Why are people so invested in this situation? Why? I mean, it goes to the whole TMZ type of generation period. Why are we so invested in people's lives that we're giving opinions when we have our own situation that we have to worry about that we have to fix? Like, it's almost like that people are trying to focus on other people's lives to deflect from their own, you know, trials and tribulations and situations in life. And it's really, that's unhealthy. That is really unhealthy. Like the fact that somebody would travel and pay $10,000 to come all the way to just stand outside the court for Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, that's, that's a bit fanatic. To me, that feels unhealthy. 10 grand. I mean, grand, do what you do with your own money. But like, is the idea that you're going to actually, you, you, in your mind, you think that you're going to meet Johnny Depp and you guys are going to fall in love and you're, you know, the world is going to change for you. That's a lot just to go and hang out in a court case. No, that should not be a memory that you should have. <laughs> this is not Sandy and Comic Con or anything like that. This is like a court trial. This is two people's lives on the line. This is their being. This is their. That's too much. That's when fandom goes too far. Going into somebody's DM. That's when. You, and, and, and all right, going to somebody's DM is fine if you're doing it for like business purposes. If you're doing it to try to network. If you're doing it to try to connect positively. But doing it maliciously and evil check your own self check your life i think we all need to check our own lives i think we all need to have some form of i think therapists need to get paid big this time because everybody i think in in some form or fashion needs therapy i think we all need it i think we i think it would be better off if we have it i think you know because even the people that are doing racist things they have a choice they can change I've changed in my whole entire life. Choice is the greatest superpower we could ever have in life. I just feel like we're getting to a point in America, just America, not the other worlds, because we're doing things in America right now that other countries aren't doing. That other countries are looking at us now and it's like, we used to consider them the most powerful country in the world. Look at us now. 
look at what we're doing now just on just in the smallest things like this we got people who are getting murdered kids that are being murdered right now we have meant people who are going through so much mental health issues we have people committing suicides why is this happening it's i mean it's not it, it it's not just the fandom situation it's just everything right now we are in such a dark place right now and i don't know what is it going to take for us to get out of it i've almost been in that situation too where i didn't care about my life anymore but i've realized there was value in my life and now i have to fight for it i want people to have that same thing and i it just breaks my heart and i think you know what the funny part is it's like i'm i'm going to therapy now but i feel like i'm not going to therapy just for me i think i'm going to therapy because i'm trying to rationalize what's going on in the world i'm actually kind of in contempt and happy with everything that's going on in my life right now but the world around me it's what's toxic it's what's creating the reason for me to go in and just talk about what's going on i'm going to therapy i feel like i'm on behalf of everybody else i want to find out what i need to know to how to navigate around the trials and tribulations of everybody else right now that's what i feel like that's what's going on in my world because the world around me is not happy i wish the world around me was as happy as i was and was able to get the opportunities and i still think that people can i think there's a lot of people who can i think there's a lot of people who feel like they can't i have more hope for humanity than humanity has hope for me that's how I feel sometimes. I feel like I look at people, I look at the people that I know, I look at my friends, I look at my family or people I consider friends and family or people who claim that they're friends and family. I look at them and I feel like that they, I feel like I look at them like opportunity is just in just a, a touch away. They just have to put in the work. They got to put in the effort. And a lot of people don't want to do that. I. That's, I, that's not my fault of my own. That's not my fault. That's theirs. But then they become resentful when they see people like myself get those opportunities. But I'm looking at them like, you can do it too. You can absolutely do that. You just have to believe. You have to put in the effort. You have to have the passion to do it. But people feel, and there's misconceptions that people who want to do all of these trial and tribulations i mean you go through these trial and tribulations feel like they can't get out of it or feel like yes they can get out of it but they got to go through a hell of a lot to do it and i'm sorry i had to go through hell to get back where i was to not you know because if i didn't go through what i went through i probably would be dead i probably would be in jail i am so grateful that i chose to make my life a little better to fight for what I want because none of this came easily. And I've, I knew I, I knew I wanted this, but I also knew that I had to fight for it. And to those who know me and think that everything has happened, all the good stuff that has happened to me is just happening. Screw that and screw you. I'm sorry. It, it is not easy. None of this. Um, and you're not making it easy by just not supporting and doing what you're doing right now. 
but I have to accept it. I have to understand it because I get what's going on in your world. And I'm sorry that you don't get what's going on in mine. And I'm sorry that other people are not getting what other people are getting in the world that they're living in. But we have to individually understand what is going on in our world, what's going on in our personal world in order to make that change. I had to do it. I had to go some deep soul searching. I had to go to some deep research and understand like literally literal research to really understand why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why did I think the way I thought and what can I do to improve on it? It takes work to do. And I think we all should put in the effort to do it, to make ourselves better because we won't, if, because if we do that, we won't be going into other people's DMS and doing it. We won't be shadow following and resenting other people and who are, you know, doing their thing. We will actually want to reach out to everybody and say like, Hey, I like what you're doing. I appreciate it. Good for you. Or I like what you're doing. I appreciate it. I want to be a part of this. I want to help out because believe it or not, there are people out there who will reach, who will reach back. I would not be here if I did not think that I was capable of you being able to reach out to people. I reached out to many people and they reached back and it's been a great ride from that point, but it's not been an easy ride because not everybody's that accepting, but we have to realize especially us here in the US, especially us here in this country, we can be better for ourselves and for each other. And when it comes to our favorite fandoms, we need to take it back a bit. We need to step it back. We should never get to a point that we allow our lives to hurt or harm anybody else. And if you know somebody like that, that is going through that, please, please help them reach out to them because if it gets any far, we're going to have more shootings. We're going to have more people and celebrities in, in harm and danger. We're going to have more people in our lives going through more trauma and situations. And it's just going to create even more a toxic situation. And this country is destined to become a war zone if this keeps up. And when it comes to our fandoms, just agree to disagree and enjoy it for what it is. And if you don't like it, don't watch. You cannot say that you're a fan of something if you just go that far. I don't know what else to say in this point, but like we need, except we need to change dramatically. We need to change as a group. We need to change as an individual, but we need to change. What else is there to say? I mean, I'm not going to have any witty things to end this with, but like folks just put in the effort, think of reevaluate your life because if not, it's going to harm yourself in the worst way. And trust me as somebody who's been down to the lowest, of low in their life, you don't want to go that far. There is no reason to go that far. And there's so much to live for in this world regardless of what we're going through right now. Part of why we are going through this is because of us. We all have the power to make these changes together and bar ourselves. You just have to believe it. Look into yourself, look in the mirror and ask yourself those questions. Trust me, trust me. A long conversation with yourself sometimes, it's a great start. So here's the hoping 
here's the praying that people will change eventually. We'll see. Like I said, my dialogue is not going to change the world, but hope at least it brings perspective to at least one or maybe two or a few. Hopefully we can stop this friction because all we want to do at the end of the day is be fans. And even now, this is the best time to be a fan. This is really the best time to be a fan. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's keep enjoying them as fans, people. That's it. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope that I was able to put some, give some insight on this whole situation and just life in general. Uh, but next week, we will get back into the swing of things because hopefully <laughs> this show will not get the same situation that last one, but I... I do get the feeling that I may be talking about this again. Let's fingers crossed that it doesn't, but Miss Marvel is coming on Disney plus next week. So I am going to give my thoughts on it because I, you know, I will, I will say, and I've said this before. I'm a big Kamala Khan fan. I love the character in the comics. I myself just looking at the trailer. I'm not really hyped from what I'm seeing. We will see how this goes. But even if I don't like it, that is just my opinion. And I won't go as far as that. Other people may like it. I don't know. But some people like the Venom movies. I don't. <laughs> so, But I'm not going to tear away their right to like what they like. <laughs> no, there is something to like about it, especially for casual fans. We will see how this goes. I've trusted Marvel Studios. We've all trusted Marvel Studios before. I don't see any reason not to trust them now. So we will see. So that will be what we will review and talk about in our talk topic next week, along with all the other news going on in our favorite fandoms on select start. As I mentioned in the select start podcast, I will be uh, reviewing token Rambo warriors, which is a take on is based. It's a dynasty warrior like game based on, I believe a online mobile game or an online series that uh, RPG series that has been out pretty cool so we'll uh, talk about that and of course the summer games continue so god knows there's going to be more news coming out from things to come and on our talktimelive.com blog i will am i am currently working on the latest unbox as i got the sh figure arts iron man tech on avengers figure that is right in front of me right now this thing is absolutely awesome uh, speaking of which, I talked about Jeffrey Chompa Cruz. I just spoke to him literally. I text, I got a text uh, this morning from him because uh, I told him that I got it. I sent the uh, picture of the actual figure that I got. And um, we've been going back and forth ever since. And just this morning, I don't know uh, what time it is in Australia, but he's awake <laughs> as always. Um, but he showed me a picture of his Captain America. So I'm going to take that photo and I'm going to put that into the blog as well. But also, uh, you know, Jeffrey Chompa Cruz, if you guys know, I've had him on this show twice and recently to talk about the series that he worked on, which was Tech on Avengers for Marvel, which is based on the toy line here and uh, got my hands on the Iron Man one. So stay tuned. That one is coming very soon on uh, TalkToMLive.com. So get ready for that. And also check out Jeffrey Chompa Cruz on his platform as well. The Chompa which is going by he's going to be on twitch earlier uh, later on today with another guy that i had the pleasure of doing a panel with when he was in philly uh long vo 
who is the founder of Udon Entertainment as well, which Chamba also works in. They're doing a collab art uh, deal right now, um, later on today. So on Twitch, uh, so stay tuned for that as well. But yeah, I got that and much, much more coming your way. So you can check out all of our audio episodes on talktimelive.com as well as our uh, video exclusives with the likes of people like Chamba and Amanda C. Miller. Shout out to her. I've been watching Barto a lot lately. Um, you know, Brian O'Halloran, Dante Hicks from Clerks, Molly Flanagan and the cast of Naruto. Shout out to my uh, good friend over there. And just, you know, so much more. You can check that out on talktimelive.com. Uh, you can also subscribe and download virtually everywhere you uh, you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, just Tumblr everywhere. You just we're, we're there. So go ahead and check it out and continue to support this and everything that we that we do here at ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. So folks, thanks again. That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Please, people, have a great and safe week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.